Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Fellas, we are riding high tonight after mm. the Thunder just put an absolute drubbing on the Milwaukee Bucks in the preseason. Uh, Dare I say Yes, Slugging. I can I won't say that, but you could say that, and I endorse it. So, um, one twenty-four to one hundred and one, and we're going to talk about it. You heard the two lovely gentlemen in the background. First of all, we've got um, <laughs> the guy that me and Dolan was really nice to in the last episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> the social media extraordinaire, Matt Tierney. Tierney, what up, Tierney? I'm riding high, uh, just just living life. Those those, I was. Uh, Try to put into uh, like a, a summary of like what uh, uh, that game was that we just watched. And the way I described it was like if you sat down and you wrote down everything that you wanted to see, it was basically like everything you wanted to see. And then like a couple extra things. It was just I was elated with uh, the game tonight. It was perfect in pretty much every way. Um, so I'm doing great. Um, I... I'm trying to think what else has happened. I I, I, uh, I had something else, but I forgot it. So probably wasn't that important. So yeah, I'm doing doing great. And oh, I also have a plan for whenever Dolan's back on to to counter that oh, okay. nice thing. But but we'll st- we'll save that for later. And also, um, <laughs> I tweeted this. Um, I I don't know when we're doing our season preview, um, but I have something for it. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but what I've decided to do. I don't know why I decided to do this. I just was, I, I didn't want to work. And so I just did something else that was, I thought was fun. And for some reason I thought was, what would be fun is to predict every single NBA team record. But I was like, I can't just throw out numbers because then the wins and losses won't add up. So I've, I've decided the only way to do it is to guess every game and then tally up the wins and losses from there. And so now what I'm going to do is have all of the games predicted and come up with a win and loss record for every uh, team for the season. And I'm going to have it for the next pod or the pod we do before the season uh, preview. So I'm through December right now. I'll let you guys know I'm uh, through December. We are the eighth seed. Um, And so we're doing pretty well. It's like a two K Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Checking in halfway. Um, but I have, I, I made like a whole Excel sheet and I, I, I spent, it was a very like, I, it was a very like ADD moment. Cause I just like did it for like three straight hours and just was like, why did I just do that? Cause now I have so much more to do, but I'm committed. So um, I think it'll be an exciting project, even though I think the reward is not worth the amount of time I spent into it. I already committed. So right, that's, we'll see how it goes. That's an absolute blast. I can't wait to see who, 
uh, where, where we end up on that. Um, so, but we are also joined by somebody else on the podcast. You heard his voice. You have not heard his voice in quite some time, but he's making his triumphant return from the Batcave. The one, the only, Alex Roiga. I'm in Wayne Manor right now. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what it was. Man, I'm rusty. <laughs> I'm not used to all your Gotham locations because you haven't been on the pod. Um, so uh, so I, I, I'm not doing any nefarious activity like, like tyranny is. So I'm just going to go ahead and say hello. <laughs> hello. Nice. Uh, yes, hey, very nice. Very, very nicely done on that greeting to the listeners, Alex. But boys. I, wa- I wave, too, for those that are on our live stream. The the is it is it alive? No, there's there's no live. Oh. Uh, I don't really like, think, I'm just practicing watch, for the time that that, that that does happen. Yes, yeah. Watch our watch ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you were if you were you know if you were watching this right now, I'm sitting in the pitch black. So um, that's that's fun not live video content. Um, yep. And also, I have electrical tape all over my glasses because they exploded at basketball this weekend. So, but. You wouldn't know that unless I told you because you can't see me. Anyways, something we did see tonight. Nice transition. Thank you. I I, I was very proud of that. <laughs> something we did see tonight is a sight for sore eyes, man. Like, you know, I it, there was many plays that happened tonight that just made me think I used to pray for times like this. Like, going straight into Dreams and Nightmares by Meat Mill because, like, it was just pure euphoria and we're going to get into a single large item and Alex, you know, you, you haven't been on in a while. So I want to give you the first single large item, but what I want to do is I'm going to give you the option to have the first single large item, because sometimes when I give people the single large item first, they're not prepared and they don't want it. So I'm going to give you the option. And if you don't want it, you can pick who gets the first single large item. Um, Wow, where did this come from? Where where did this it's free so will, nice. not used free to will come from? I feel, what I feel like we're so free. It's just like we're we can do what we want. dictator, you know, dictator, you know, host of the podcast. To now, you're like, hey, if you're not ready, <laughs> if you're not go ready, ahead and pass just... it off to somebody else. Yeah, and we'll come back to you. And if they're not ready, you can just pass it back to me. Yeah, I I, I got takes for days, man. So go go ahead. Um. So I mean, so I. I, I did not watch the game, um, but I, I did see that most of the main players played. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it was good to see that the Thunder, number one, jumped out to a lead. Uh, number two, they were able to hold that lead and sustain it. And then number three, of course, this happened like later in the third quarter and stuff like that, but the starters were still in. They were able to extend that lead and you know, what was it? 19 point lead heading into the fourth quarter, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that's, to me, that's one of the things that young teams don't do. Young teams usually jump out to a lead, lose the lead, and then, you know, have to claw and fight their way back. And then it's a close game. So the results are 50, 50. I, I, I think what we're starting to see here is, I think you're starting to see the, we're going to have one of the best starting units in the league. And oh, it's a I young starting unit. It's starting unit. I and this it. unit is going to only only get more experience. It's going to get better. It's going to learn more. Um, 
I think what you're seeing is is something akin to to maybe what Golden State did back in the day. Um, and so we, we have we have somebody on the podcast. Oh dang, I didn't think you could see it. Okay. Somebody well joining us. On the, on. Oh my gosh. Hey, hey y'all joining us the from, from the real from the real Gotham. I've got a I've got a lot of work to do, so I can only be on here for a few seconds. I just wanted to pop in to say a few things. First thing, uh love this team. Very excited too. Uh, we may never lose a game and three we championship. Thank you, Thunder Up Boys. Have a good rest of your pod. I agree with Thank all you. of those takes. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Goodbye. Thank you, that is that is how you do a guest spot on a pod. That's, that's a, how you that's freaking a, jump on. That's an efficient man right there, and boys. Jump back off. It but just, yeah, no, no. So going back to my point, uh, before I so rudely interrupted by the underscone. <laughs> that's what the screw that, that guy. That's that's, a, that's what the underscone <laughs> does. Cone would have been here at the beginning. The underscone jumps in. Ooh. Says three words and then jumps out. That's, That's exactly what the underscone is. It's actually a verb. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I think I think this team is number one. As far as a starting unit, they are they're rounding into form as far as what you want to see. Presti's vision for this team of five players out there that can that are both that are all basically like five tool players is coming to fruition. Um, there's going to be bumps in the road because, of course, still young, Chet's rookie year, you know, J-Dub's second year, so on and so forth. Um, but I think you're starting to see that realization of what Presti's vision was and is, um, and it's exciting. It's very exciting to to see that come to fruition, and it's just exciting to see that kind of play out live right in front of us. Yeah. Um, I there's a lot of single large items to go from still. I mean, there's, we could probably all do like two or three, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that's what we usually do. I didn't, I didn't but know. Who said it was your turn? turn? Well, I, I paused and nobody talked. So I jumped in. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's fine. Go ahead. So who, what's your single large item for the game journey? Um, there's a few, um, I'm trying to think about, which one i think like um i mean i think really if i had to like <laughs> all that i was thinking about it and i was going to talk while i went through it but then dylan so rudely interrupted me um i think uh the one i'll choose even though there's probably some more uh like the the quote-unquote stars of this team um, i think what i really liked this time around was Mijic was uh getting much more comfortable in his role on this team. Uh, first of all, we now have like a legitimate lob passer. So let's just, that's, that's awesome. Cause mm -hmm. he had that insane, like half court lob to, to J dub, I think in the third or fourth. Um, so second. with Chet, that's just going to be, Oh, second, excuse me. But regardless, Chet, Chet is going to feast off of that. If he can keep doing that, he had others where, he was driving and just found the guy. It was just he just found the open guy. It was just effortless. So his ability to distribute, he's getting more comfortable with that. Um, shooting wise, I think he was a little better. He was not better. So shooting, well, he only took one shot. So, um, so he, but he wasn't really playing that role today. He was playing the distributor role, and I, I was very impressed with his, um, his performance on that side today. Um, he was also like decent defensively. I don't think he put up like 
uh, I need to double check again, but I don't think he put up the stats to show it, but he was, he wasn't like in the right spots contributing to like the defensive intensity as a whole. Um, so it just, that part of his game also kind of is something to keep in mind of is, is he's a guy who can stay on the court. Um, and we won't have teams driving him off on the, uh, defensive end. So, uh, Mijich was a guy that, um, he had really good flashes, really good moments, especially in the second and third quarter that were just as a, as a role player for this team, just great to see, love to see it. Yeah. He had seven assists tonight in 15 minutes of action. Uh, compared to one turnover, so he he literally, literally averaged an assist every two minutes, and it's like you were saying, I mean, like he was just spraying the ball all over the floor. Him and Isaiah Joe are going to be such a deadly combination off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. Like they've got like great chemistry. He was getting him for open looks, and like he's putting it right in the shooting pocket, so Joe doesn't even have yeah. to think about mm-hmm. it. It's just like yep. the quickest catch and shoot possible. Um, yep. Yeah, and like you know, the 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 half court lob to dub, like you know, let, let alone an alley oop, like we haven't seen that you know since like the Russell Westbrook era, really in OKC yeah. a lot. But from half court, like that, it was so was, effortless too. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty easy because there's like nobody there. He he beat everybody from the baseline, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, it was perfect perfect spot. And like you said, he was even with not the lobs, he was. He was putting it exactly. I think I tweeted about it, but I, he put it like exactly where they're supposed to have it when they shoot. Like it was just the perfect passing. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of small stuff that you can't really like overlook with this guy. Very experienced playmaker um, with this time in the Euro League, and you know the shooting's still not translating. You know he's zero for one, but I'm not worried about that. Uh, I yep. believe I like you know I've <laughs> the guy has over a decade of proof, you know, showing that he is an efficient shooter and not just an efficient shooter. Like he's a great shooter. Like last year he shot over seven, like he had over a 70% true shooting percentage uh, in his final year in the Euro league. Like he's, he's legit um, when it comes to, you know, mm-hmm. shooting the ball, he's adjusting to the NBA three point line. He's adjusting to the speed and the athleticism in the NBA game right now. And, you know, that we're going to have some growing pains right now with Nisich. But when we get to, you know, towards the end of the year, and we're like trying to stack wins and we're trying to jockey for, you know, playoff seeding, uh, I think Nisich is going to be a very valuable piece uh, in that equation. Um, talking about the passing, though, I mean, that bleeds right into just the team as a whole. Like the ball movement yeah. on this team is immaculate, man. Extra passes everywhere like it's 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 amazing man like we had uh let's see here we had six players tonight that had more than three assists chet and uh both had three ooze had four shay and giddy both have five and of course message had seven like guys are just moving the basketball effortlessly and you know not even counting lindy and sar who had two themselves so i mean and I mean, you could probably you could probably take Lindy, Lindy and Sars, and just give it to Jay Will, and those would have been his. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely possible. And Kaysen, Kaysen mm-hmm. can get some assists too. Um, going back to because to I was gonna bring up the stat. I'm trying to pull up the Charlotte game too because I know I I don't think we or was that the last game? No. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, 
we didn't talk about that one yet. And I remember that was another thing I mentioned or thought of was the fact that so many of our makes were assisted. Um, I know for this game, I wrote down that one, um, but I'm trying to get them both so I can add them up. Uh, for the tonight's game, we had 48 made field goals and 34 of them were assisted. So that's wow. like 75%, just an insane amount. Yeah. Um, and then in this game against the Hornets, we had 42 makes on 30 assists. So yeah. the last two games, especially in the like mid 70 percentage of shots that were assisted, it's been like the least selfish type of basketball ever. We are just like always finding the open man, always making the extra pass if we need to. It's just, it, it's beautiful basketball. It's beautiful basketball. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, if, if you guys are just going to leave the low-hanging fruit, I guess I'll take it. Um, Chet Holmgren tonight, 18 points on mm-hmm. seven of eight shooting, two of three from the stripe, two of five from – or, I mean, two of three from deep, two of five from the stripe. So, like, needs to clean that up. I think he shot seven of seven. Um, not the last game because he didn't play, but the game against the Pistons – and so, like, we know that's in there. But, like, you know, off night from the line, three rebounds, three assists, one block. and Very good block, by the way. It was like yeah, a yeah, the block on Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a Dame fadeaway, like absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. But what's what's impressive about Chet and, like, you know, tonight he was great. But I just, I just want to read you his stats through his three preseason games, his averages. And this is from our friend, Brett Usher, friend of the pod, Usher NBA. It says, through three preseason games, Chet Holmgren is averaging 18.3 points per game, 62-55-74 splits, good enough for 74% true shooting, 5.3 rebounds per game, two blocks per game, 1.73 points per game, and just 20.6 minutes per game. Uh, I mean, sounds like a number two pick. He's yeah. everything that Sounds we thought good. he would be and more. And, you know, obviously he has the three assists tonight. I think that that's like, I, I, I'm not going to go back and look at all the games, but like, just like off the head by eye test, it feels like that's the most he's had in the preseason so far. Um, mm. But he was making some really good passes tonight. Like, there was one play where the ball's about to go out of bounds and he grabbed it under the basket. And he just like flipped it with both hands all the way out to the wing to Isaiah Joe and like hit him like straight in the pocket. Um, and and he was his activity, like he just never stops, man. Like there was one play where Sar kind of lost the ball. The Bucks were about to, you know, start transition. Chet stripped whoever the ball handler was. I, th- I want to say it was Andre Jackson. Uh, stripped whoever the ball handler was, started to go down in the lane and absorbed contact, drew the foul, and just had the nice touch on the layup to go for the M1. Like, the dude, like, I know all the talk is about Wimby right now and how much of an alien he is, but, like, Chet is a smaller alien, but I think Chet's game is so much more refined than Wimbanyama is. And, you know, we're, we're really seeing that out there, whereas, like, Wimby is getting – a lot of his stuff done just by being a freak and being an athlete. And we saw that tonight on the buck side of the ball with Giannis, like can't confirm Giannis is still a freak, still really good at basketball. Mm -hmm. And he does that like with his athleticism, but what Chet's doing is using his mind and his skill set, And that's how he's 
taking control and dominating these games. And you know, that's a great sign. I'm I'm loving it. Heck yeah. Yeah, I I'll go ahead, Alex. No, no, I'll just I'll I mean he is what we needed. You know, he <clears> is what we needed as far as the hole that was there last season. Um defensively, offensively. You know, even as a connector piece, like I know Josh Giddy is the ultimate connector piece on his team, but, you know, his ability to not necessarily just stretch the floor, but be a threat to, to stretch the floor, the floor. Um, his ability to shoot free throws, you know, pretty consistently. I know he's a little bit off today, but I mean, if he's shooting 80%, that's above league average, um, you know, um, and when it comes to those close games, when it comes to those playoff games, you know, having guys out there that can hit, 75, 80, 85, 90% of their free throws is going to be, it's going to be huge. You know, those, you know, those won us games last year with Shea shooting 90% and hitting most of his free throws. Those won us at least five games last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, man, just, (laughs) it's exciting. It's it's exciting to see the fact that for all the talk about, Oh, how skinny he is and Oh, Oh, this, and this guy can play. He's a Hooper. He can ball. Um, he's going to go out there and, and he's going to get beat up sometimes, but he's going to figure it out, you know, and that's what this season is for. It's for figuring out, Hey, in this situation, what do I do in that situation? What do I do? If I have a bigger defender, if I have a, you know, a Joel Embiid that's backing me down, what do I do? How do I handle that? If I, if I'm guarding, you know, Kevin Durant, how do I handle that? So that this season is going to be a season of exploration for him, but it's also going to be a season of, of showing what he can do and he can do a lot. Yeah, and there was one play in particular. Shea broke his man down off the dribble. Chet was kind of around the basket, and as Shea started to make his drive and approach to the rim, Chet relocated out to the corner, and Shea flipped it to him because the defender stayed inside to contest Shea's shot. Chet was wide open. Isaiah Joe was actually on the wing right next to Chet, and his man Mm. left Isaiah Joe to contest Chet. Now, Chet made the three, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, if that dude's there, just like another half weapon. A second, if he's there half a second earlier on the rotation, all Chet has to do is flip that right to Isaiah Joe, and that's even mm-hmm. more money. Like, this yeah. offense is gonna be like I'm. I'm standing by, man. I think we're gonna be a top five offense, <laughs> or I think we're gonna be a top five offense this year. So, um, let's do it. Or no, I said top ten. No, I said top ten offense, top five defense. Top defense so yeah, yeah that's that's that where sense. I'm at. But hey. Top five is not out of the realm of possibility if these guys you never know. Um, All right, but uh, permission to do can I do a double large item real quick? Uh, sure, all these adjectives and stuff. Well, you said it's usually single large item, so two double large item. Um, I two things real quick one, through Alex's point about um, Chet, even though he's skinny, he's he's getting it done. I think. One thing that is important to sort of look at with this game is that I think Coach Mark Dagnall, like strategy, like he his strategy was very clear on the transition. It was it was very clear he wanted his guys as soon as they got the rebound to go and to just like mm-hmm. not let the defense set up, not let Giannis get set down in the rim because you know he's not going to win that battle. They were moving around. It was always like keep the defense on their toes. And I think like if you look at the score, obviously we it was like 120 plus points tonight. It's very clear their pace was 
go, go, go. There was a couple instances you saw too. Yeah, the fast break points too. You you saw it there, and like there was one play where like um, it really caught my attention when the they had like a, I think it was a foul, uh, off ball foul, and the usually in that case you let you kind of like settle in, let the ref like get the ball, you get it, and then you go. But Lou Dor, who was passing in, was like give it, give it, give it, give it, and he's like wanting the ref to give it to him so he could pass it to Giddy, and then they just took off. So it was just like they do. It was. But it was just very clear tonight, like that mm. they were setting the pace, and I think it's partly because like that the they don't want the the defense like set to inside of the paint, right? Um, so that was the thing I wanted like to point Mark, out too. Mark Dagnall actually got a technical last year on in one game because um, they they did that for Golden State. I think it was a Golden State game. Mm-hmm. They yeah. gave the, they gave the ball to Draymond real quick, but then when Lou on the other end of the court wanted the ball they kind of slowed it up and you know, he got a, he got a technical fact. He was, he was doing his cursing thing. Yeah. Fair (laughs) enough. So, yeah, I mean, they, they always go at a pretty fast pace. This is a young team. You're going to expect that, but I just thought it was especially like you could, you could clearly tell that was, they were told that ahead of time. Um, And then the other quick thing, like, I feel like we just haven't talked about Shea a lot, which is crazy because there's been so a, so many other players. He's a bum that, out there, man. I, Ten but I just want to say, I just want to say, like, if you didn't watch this game uh, and you happen to be like a big Shea guy, like, just go watch like the first, I don't know, like eight minutes of the first quarter because there are just some plays in that little bit of time where he just is. It's it is like it was one of those moments where it's like we talk about like Giannis is like got this um unique skill set of just being like a freak and like uh Steph is a freak at threes and I think like Shay is becoming like a freak in his like fluidity and how much he has control of his body and his ability to like move with the basket because it was like it's just it we it, it blew my mind more than it does normally tonight when at least in the first little bit of the first quarter there was like a step back three that was just so fluid there was a part time where Lillard in that period over Giannis yeah there was a time where Lillard tried to swipe it and he Shay just like made him pay like he mm-hmm. he kind of did a little spin and a step back there was a couple other plays in there but it was it was really in the early part of the first quarter I think if you're a Shay person and you missed this game, just go find the first like eight minutes of the first quarter because it was unbelievable. Like Shea is the guy. He's going to score like I think 35 points per game at this point if he wants to. I don't know if he will, but like he has, he is capable of it. They were double teaming him in the first quarter in a preseason game. That is insane. So um, I, yeah, I just want to make sure we, we have to shout out him. No, double for- teaming him and he was making the right reads. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what I was going to touch on, too, because, like, you know, you look at Shea last year. He was a first-team All-NBA. He was an All-Star. Consensus top-ten player going into this season. Like, every talk show pundit, you know, whoever that's talking about the NBA, consider Shea a top-ten top NBA player at this juncture. So, you know, you look at that and you're like, how – how can this guy improve? Like what more can he add to his game? He was 30, 30 points per game last year and crazy efficiency. Like what more can he do? Well, three areas that, you know, everybody had kind of wanted to see is his, uh, his playmaking, refining his playmaking, um, taking and making threes in general um, and his on-ball defense. And I think based on what we've seen in FIBA play, based on what we've seen in the two preseason games that he's participated in 
I, I think that he's improved in all of those areas. Like we've seen his playmaking um, really take a nice jump. Like, you know, Tierney talks about like watching the first quarter and like on a scoring aspect, like absolutely. That's where he got his work done. But like throughout the yeah, game, like he, late, late he in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, late in the game, he had a, he had a, obviously he had that drive and kick to chat. He had a drive right. and like a wraparound dump off to dub for an M1. Like he, he was in his bag on his creation stuff. Three pointers, shot five tonight, hit two of them. Shot looks smooth. Shot, like, he doesn't have a hitch. He's not dipping um, whenever he's, you know, uh, lining up for the shot. Like, shot looks really good. And then defense, you know, going back to that first quarter, he had three steals and one block in this game. And all four of those stocks were in the first quarter. Like, he was a man on a mission, absolute menace in that first quarter. Just really, you know, going out there and setting the tone. And in the game in Montreal where we played the Pistons, you know, everybody was trying to get Lou Dort as many points as he could in his hometown. Shea was kind of taking on that on-ball minutes role because Lou Dort was doing so much offensively. So I, I think the three areas that Shea can really take a leap in his game and, like, super, like, like elevate it to where he's, like, a top five player in the NBA and he's a legitimate MVP candidate – I think we're seeing that he's he's worked on these things and he's legitimately added them to his game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, the, the second half shooting wasn't really there, but he was still, he was driving and collapsing defenses. And so, he, but, and then from there, he was making the right choices, kind of like mm -hmm. what you said. So he was doing things in other ways. Um, and defensively, he had a really good game. Um, at one, he had like three steals in just the first quarter, I think. Yep. Um, and we also can't, you know, pass up on defense without talking about the fact that, like, uh, for the amount of talent that Giannis and Dame have, uh, like Lou Dort, J Dub, I mean, the other guys helped out too. They, they like stopped those guys, like, legitimately stopped those guys. Giannis got what his, his, his numbers. But like they legitimately stopped Dame tonight. Like he he couldn't make a shot. Um, I don't. He didn't make a single three. He was two for eleven. Um, mm -hmm. So just like really good, good job. Just like clamping up as much as you can. They're two star guys. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Lou Dort was man on mission tonight on defense. Uh, Dame was zero of six going into halftime, and you could tell it, it was like. You know, the Bucks came out, like, trying to get Dame a bucket uh, right out of the half. Right. I think he missed his three, and then he got a, a, a layup. And that was, like, his first bucket, and he scored again. I don't remember how he scored again, but, like, yeah. Two of 11, like, you know, Dame has given Dort his props more than any other player in the NBA has uh, about, you know, how he says is the best perimeter defender in the league. And hey, if Luthor's gonna go damn like this, you know, I I understand it. I would think that as well. Yeah, it, Deep it boy, baby, just boy. Yep, Deep boy candidate. Need it, need it. Um, all right, let's see here. The uh, so I mean, let's let's touch on the other ones. So Josh Giddy, nine of twelve shooting. 0-1 from three. He finally took a three-pointer. Um, had 19.7 rebounds, five assists. Uh, and, and the big thing with him is, like, it felt like he was getting anything he wanted inside, man. Yeah. He was just bullying dudes. Driving at well. Transition. Um, you know, 
I, I think like I don't have the stats here or anything like that, but I, I would say just based off eye test, every single one of his points, all what did I say? He had 19 points. I would say we're all in the paint. And I mean, this, he was insane. Like I would have loved to see that three pointer go down, but he was moving the ball really well. He, he had one play. I don't remember who passed it to him, but he caught it like at the key um, facing the left corner, caught it in mid air, turned and flipped it and passed it to the right wing. Like, Dude just did like a midair spinning touch pass. Just why I don't know. So unnecessary, but so cool. Um, and I mean, he he was just on one today, man. I think uh, he got the post game interview um, with Nick Gallo tonight. Um, yeah, so he was like the player of the game for the Thunder. And yeah, props to Giddy, man. Yeah, he's kind of been lost in the shuffle of everything going on in the preseason. All the excitement with Chet. Um, obviously, Dubs, Leap, Shea's out there, and then guys like Casey and Ooze stepping up. Um, but, you know, Giddy's right there, uh, and he deserves his flowers. And the post-game interview was the the best part because he, he – I wish I clipped it because it was pretty funny, but he, he was talking about, like – I think he was talking about his offensive play, but kind of in general, the teams. Mm-hmm. And he, kept, he referred to the – he referred to Milwaukee's uh, – backcourt as quote-unquote the little guards so that was very funny so i think it was like lillard and who else but it wasn't like demeaning it wasn't demeaning he was just like yeah the little guards they're they're smaller than me so the the little guards and he just kind of it was very like matter of fact um i just thought that was so funny because it it was very um representative of kind of what you mentioned like he was just bullying them like he's so much bigger so much more physical um and he can finish like he, he made at least like two and ones at the rim i think so um yeah just yeah would have like you said like to see some some of the outside shots but we didn't really really need it tonight he just could do what he needed to in the paint and that's all we needed from him and with all that said we still haven't talked about j-dub who had a great game 18 Mm -hmm. points um so many good players efficient and then held Giannis at bay now this mm-hmm. isn't regular season Giannis, so I'm not necessarily going, oh, this is going to happen every time. But the fear that we have of playing Dub at the four continuously, every game starts to fade away. Mm-hmm. You know, because, again, he got stronger. He has long arms. He's, he's so made strong. to play. Yeah, he's made to play that position as a small ball version of it. Um, and so... Did a great job today. You know, Giannis had 18, but he had 18 also. Kept Dude, him at bay. Yeah. He made life difficult for Wimby when we played yeah, the Spurs, too. Exactly. Like, yeah. His, yeah. His, yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he was good defensively last year, but like he's legitimately has, looks like he has the runway to take a leap, like as an on ball defender. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I think that's like, that's a hurdle a lot of fans kind of got to get over when you're talking about defense because you have guys like PJ Tucker who are guarding Kevin Durant in the it's Eastern Conference Finals. And yeah, and, and they're like, oh, PJ Tucker played such good defense. KD gets 45 points, but like he did such a good job on KD. It's like, it's not about, you know, the getting the points, it's about making him work for the points, mm-hmm. like making him right. earn wear him every down single point. Yeah. Like when yeah. you're playing when you're playing a great team with great players, you want their you're great not gonna players, stop them. 
Well, yeah, you're not going to stop them. You yeah. want it to be a close game, number one. But number two, you want their great players to be to be tired at the end of the game for their legs right. not to be there. So that fadeaway right. 18 footer is short, you know, so that that, you know, they're that fadeaway where they they see that they that it, they don't get off the ground as much as they used to. And they try to pass it out and it turns into a turnover. That's what you want. And so, you know, Lou Dort, J-Dub, you know, Chet, that's what they're going to do to offenses. You know, that's Jay will when you put Jay will out there. That's what they're going to do to offenses, to the off, you know, the, the best offensive players out there, Kaysen. Um, so you, we have several guys that we can throw out there, and it doesn't stop. The train doesn't stop. Even when Lou Dort goes to the bench, now you got to deal with Kaysen Wallace. Now you got to deal with, you know, Jay Will. And so when you saw this team being formulated, being formed, those are the type of types of things that st- stick out to me at, at least, you know, as far as, you know, the – making this team and making it fit a certain style, a certain way. And Pressy's done that in two and a half years, which is amazing to me. Yep. And, you know, with Jalen Williams, two of four from three, I just got to say the shot looks crisp. looks Mm -hmm. very nice. Um, But the team as a whole tonight shot 46.2 from the the three-point line. I keep trying to say from the stripe. From the arc, 18 of 30. From the long stripe. Let's let's call it long stripe. (laughs) The, the, the curved, curved long stripe. Yeah, the far one. stripe. The far stripe. <laughs> the big curved one. Uh, famously, not the restricted area. So uh, wouldn't that be wild if every shot out of the restricted area was three points? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, team-wide. Like, I, you know, we talk about, you know, going into the season how much better of a shooting team that this team is going to be. And – I mean, it, it, it's evidence in this, man. Like, you know, Wendy, two of four. Uh, Keontae Johnson, one of one. Usman Jane, one of two. Davis Bertans, two of four. Isaiah Joe, three of five. Olivier Saar, one of one. That's just the bench. Like, I haven't even mentioned yeah. Chet's two of three. Joe Williams, two of four. Shea's two of five. Lou Dort's one of two. Like, we got shooters, baby. Like, we, we've wanted this for so long, and – what we needed it's here man it's here um let's just get let's just get mvp year uh russ and mvp year duran on this team we'll be good to go man unstoppable yeah we said i mean 46 percent from three is definitely not sustainable but it's definitely a good step in the right direction i think because no yeah every everyone you want to see remember for every 46 for every 46 you're gonna have a 28 is but a 20 yeah so you get it's gonna balance out to like 37 38 and that's what you want which is great yeah so we need we need these to to balance out to kind of give us a good shooting season well when we played the hornets we shot 31 but you know we was missing our starting five yeah. isaiah yeah. joe joe yeah so um against the pistons we shot 39 percent from three yeah and against the Spurs, so we're right at we're right at that like 38 37 38 34.2 against the Spurs. So, yeah. Like, yeah, that basically averages out. I will take that. I will yeah. day of the week, twice on Four Sunday. Game stretch. I, I think going we, on Thursday. I think we were 18th in the league three-point shooting-wise. And, you know, sticking, sticking with my arbitrary top 10 rankings, I, I think I said in uh, – I think it was the pod with you and Dolan, Tierney, um, that we'll be a top 10 three-point shooting team this year. So, I feel good about that. Just be, you know, the, the amount of shooters that we have. Like, I'm so excited for Davis Bertans, man. He's so fun. <laughs> He's so fun. He was the he was like picking pockets today. I was just like, where is what is this Davis Bertans? Has Davis even played with like Shea and 
giddy and i don't i don't think he played much he was no, only no, in there like, throughout like the preseason the third, has he even played third. with those guys yet he's played i think he's played with giddy he hasn't played with shay yeah. like a minute yet because yeah. he only played seven minutes tonight and he didn't come in until after the starters report they were all out yeah. i wonder if mark's just holding that in his back pocket yeah i i want to that see would it. be deadly <laughs> deadly i want to see it he also tried to throw um, he tried to throw Victor Wimanyama a lob whenever he was running a fast break with Usman Jang. Like he just threw that thing like twenty feet in the air, and I'm like, "Who, who are you throwing that to, Davis? <laughs> like, chill, bro." Um, but talking He's about hilarious. Usman Jang, I would be remiss if I didn't mention him. He didn't have a super loud game tonight, but again, three points, three rebounds, four assists, and he hit one of two from the three-point line. Those were his only shots that he took was from the three-point line. But, again, the shot looks good. He's taking that mm-hmm. shot with confidence. And something that we're seeing in this preseason um, that, you know, was kind of talked about going into the draft cycle is Usman Jang's creation ability. And we're really seeing a lot of playmaking flashes in this preseason specifically um, from Usman Chang. And the other thing, and this was something that we even saw last year in his rookie year that many people have considered as a disaster. He's got legitimate defensive chops, guys. Like, he's he's so good defensively. He had one play where he had uh, Dame just like an absolute gel. Like, he, he didn't know what to do with him. I'm pretty sure he, he forced a turnover or a bad shot. And, I mean, his length is going to bother people. And he's got, you know, he's legitimately – fringe seven footer got a crazy wingspan and he's already sliding his feet like that he knows where to be defensively he's got a you know great defensive basketball iq and as he puts on weight and as he gets more comfortable you know in his game and more confident in his game he's gonna be a problem guys like he's gonna be an absolute problem and i can't wait the jang gang is here for it jang gang what I, what gang. i see out there is is he's playing a role He's playing his role. Like he's on the yeah. Poku In Darius Baisley plan where like, you know, Mark, the assistant coaches have kind of sat down and said, look, this is what we need from you whenever we have these players out here. Whenever it's the last game of the season or whenever it's, you know, the fourth quarter of the preseason, you can go ahead and handle the ball. You can, you know, we want to put you in those spots where you're handling the ball, you're shooting, this, this, and that. But whenever you're out there with the Shays, the Giddies, the J-Dubs, the Chets of the world, you know, this is the role we want you to play. And I think tonight, you saw the role that you know that he's going to have throughout the season as he develops that role because the thing is he has a role and he's going to develop it even more and he's going to have more opportunities to branch out and do different things as he becomes more comfortable as he you know puts on that weight like you said um and so i'm excited you know i'm excited for that i'm excited to see his role on the team because i think i don't think he's going to make any st- any visits to the blue this year i think that's done with now Yep. You know, yeah, I think I he's going to be out there getting consistent minutes um, because the team invested a lot in him, mm-hmm. you know, three first round picks. Um, and so I, I think they want to see what they have like big time, like, you know, put him out there in every situation possible and see what they have. Yeah. He was the first guy off the bench, I think, both today and uh, two games ago because he started mm-hmm. against Charlotte. So, like, he he's clearly like the next guy up. Um, so he's not going anywhere. I think, um, yeah, I, I think I was going to say exactly what you said, Alex. Like he, it, it's, it's about him fitting in the system, not that he's going to be the guy. He's not going to put up a lot of stats and you didn't really see it today. Kind of like what Dylan said. I, but I think if the defensive 
presence was the most the thing I saw the most today because I you didn't really see him. He didn't really like he wasn't a part in the highlight plays, I guess if you want to call it that. Um, but he was a part of like defensive disruptions and he had like like almost steals like two times, but they ended up being fouls. Um, so he was definitely like playing his part um, and just disrupting the offensive flow of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and his three that he made was also over Giannis. So, yeah, got to love yeah. to see that. Uh, like I said, it. used to pray for times like this. So, um, fellas, do you have anything else you want to add to this game before we put a bow on it? It was a it was a very both bowful game. It was beautiful. It's a great it was game. Very handsome. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Oh, also I gotta say, um, obviously we were missing Case Wallace, who sprained his toe in the last game, missing Kennedy Hustle, who had back spasms, and Jalen Williams, uh Jay yeah. Will, if you will, or Boom, if you will. Sucks. Yeah. Suffering He's from gonna be out through the issue. regular season a couple days. And uh, guys, those are three guys that are gonna play in a rotation. And, and Poku. Eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. He is there. He's probably – I mean, they're all probably going to play. Like, I, I I, mean, I don't envy Mark Dignall in trying to figure out how he's going to structure these rotations because mm, yeah. a lot of these guys all deserve minutes and they're not all going to play. And, you know, there's going to be veteran rest nights where, like, you know, guys like Bertans, Kenny, Wiggins um, don't play. And, you know, you elect to have guys like um, – Olivier uh, Saar. Yeah, Olivier Wendy Waters. Or Wendy Waters. Like, you know, you kind of have the G League guys come out there and play a little bit off the bench. So there'll be nights like that. But, you know, good luck building a playoff rotation on this, man. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough shortening that down as, you know, uh, the minutes get more uh, important, um, you know, late in the season. So be interesting to see. Uh, I'm very excited for this team. Very excited to see what else they can do. And we get to see it really fast in our final preseason game coming up Thursday against the Detroit Pistons once again. I want to see Cade playing that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Cade playing that, and I want to see how we do against them because obviously we we played the Pistons, um, uh, what was it, last Thursday. And, you know, Obviously, Cade didn't play. Ivy didn't play. Duran didn't. Or no, Ivy did play. I apologize. Duran didn't play. And I, I kind of, I, I want to see, I want to see what we look like against those dogs too. So, um, it, it was whoa, 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 whoa. yes, very nice. That, <laughs> that that was like a Tib Lasso reference. I don't know if you've seen Tib Lasso. If that's what you're trying to do, but no, I am not. <laughs> the the love dogs. The love dogs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Tierney knows this guy knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen him. I've, I've watched him. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Alex, you got tapping into Dead Lasso, brother. Ah, uh, yeah, I got to. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Good Absolutely got to. All right. So we are going to talk about a couple more things. Uh, an exciting opportunity for our listeners and uh something interesting to happen today that has a lot of different opinions flying about. But we are going to do that after a word from our sponsors. And we're back. And so the exciting opportunity that we have for you. Uh, I, I you got to get more hyped, man. You got to get more hyped. Listen, I mean, my, my, my kids. And are, we're my, back. My kids are. No, asleep. I'm talking about the opportunity. Like, 
I, I the opportunity. It, it. It's a very exciting opportunity. Second <laughs> annual. We're running it back. No, it's it, it's going to be really fun. Um, we, I kind of talked about it in the last podcast. Obviously, the tweet's been out by now, but we are running it back. The Top of Thunder fan, fan event, the second annual Top of Thunder fan event, January 13th, 2024, on a Saturday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time against the Orlando Magic, a team that I believe is going to be in the play-in, maybe even possibly the playoff hunt if they if, if you know things break right. So it's going to be a really fun game against a competitive team, a really young team with a lot of fun players up against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And there's there's a few things this includes. So we have a pregame meetup at the parlor. For those of you that were there last year, you know how awesome that was, how awesome of a venue this is. There's many different options in terms of like where you can eat. Um, I got, I, I don't remember, I, I ate the grill place and I got a bacon, egg, and cheeseburger and it was phenomenal. I uh, just got to say that. Is fire. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. They, I, they, I mean, they, I think they got pizza. They've got like all kinds of stuff, but it's a great venue. Great I think pre-game. we have like, yeah, I think we have like 30, 40 maybe even 50 like all together people show up pregame and it, it was cool just to like get to meet people and put put names and faces to ats uh this year we will have we, name tags yep with we need name tags with ats on them yes we're gonna make sure we have that it's gonna it's gonna the name tag is gonna have my Your at name. is this you can call me this yes yes <laughs> so exactly. um yeah so i mean the pregame meet is gonna be awesome alex it's going to be on a Saturday this year, so I think you can yes. actually be there. Yes, I'll, I'll be there, dog. I'll, I'll I, go. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go down there Friday night. Like, I will be there. Ooh, I love it. I nice. love it. So that's the first part. The second part is we have not one, not two, but three ticket options. And I can say with confidence, Whoa. with all the fan events that, you know, kind of go on about the Thundersphere, I think we're the only ones that offer an upper arena option as well as the lower arena option. So lower arena, we have three different sections, section 110, 111, 112. That is $83 of tickets. That is including your service fees and your taxes, $83 flat. Um, the upper nice. arena, I don't have these sections off the top of my head, but there is a $16 option and there is a $12 option. And guys, I just got to tell you, like, I, I know money gets tight for some people, but you could almost find $12, $12 in your couch cushions. Like, come on, guys. Like, this is going to be an awesome game. And it's not just the game that you get to go to. It's not just meeting the guys that you get to do. But after the game, we get to go onto the court. We get to take a group photo at center court. Um, it, it was really awesome last year we had 89 people show up so we had a really big group for our first year we're we're looking to hit 150 that is the goal this year um i I think that's extremely feasible we can absolutely do that but after the group photo everybody that has purchased a ticket with our link has the opportunity to take a half court shot and if you make that half court shot you are guaranteed two lower level tickets to a future thunder game not Uh, course not court side not not courtside. Court that was my Famously. fault. That was my fault. It depends on your fault. definition of courtside, exactly, though. I mean, exactly. Like lower always, levels by the side I've, of the court. I've always sat in loud cities, so you get me anywhere down in the one hundreds. Damn it, I'm courtside. Same. I'm saying, and it's, it's free. It's free. All you got to do is hit a half court shot we'll and start practicing now. And of the eighty nine people that we had show up, only one person hit it last year. Um, so. 
shows you how difficult it is. Um, I had one rim out, and then I was turned into the LeBron meme, um, and a couple of the other members of the unit airballed. So I, that, that's all I got to say about that. I um, hit backboard. I didn't hit backboard. <laughs> I hit, I hit, I hit floor. Really, that's eventually. Uh, but it's it's going to be an absolute blast. I think all of us are going to be there except for Dolan. I'm not 100% on him, but I don't think he's coming. Um, I'm bringing two of my friends with me. We're driving up there uh, in a Tesla because it's infinitely Dang. cheaper. It's infinitely cheaper than flying at this point. That's, like yeah. We're saving like two hundred dollars a person to do that. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, you know, all the people that was there last year, can't wait to see you again. And all the people that weren't able to be there or didn't know about it last year and are coming this year. Roll can't up. wait to meet you guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be an absolute movie. You don't want to miss out. The link is well, Tyranny tweeted a lot tonight, so it's not the top of our page. It's I pinned. gotta go in there it's and you depend it. Tyranny, I apologize. I, I will Dylan. never say anything bad you about think you. I don't things. know how to use our account, Dylan. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, it's pinned on our account, so Go there, click on the link. I will say we had somebody say they tried to purchase tickets yesterday three different times, and each time as they were trying to process it, their tickets were gone. So you want to jump in on here and get your tickets as fast as you can because we have – I think we only have like 50 tickets in the low arena and everything else is upper arena. So if you want in that low arena, we will be in section 111. If you want in that low arena, you got to get on it now. Maria, I, do it right I forgot to tell Jerry how many. <laughs> now I'm like worried. I'm like, is, it, is it more than one? You got somebody coming to you? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Oh, okay. So, make sure so the uh, the upper level, the sixteen dollars well, seats are going to be in section three thirteen, mm-hmm. and then the twelve dollars seats are in section three fifteen. Very nice. Very nice. So three fifteen is actually baseline, and then three thirteen is going to be more sidelines. I mean, okay. more. Uh, I like the angle corner. Yeah. yeah. Porter. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Very excited. Um, like I said, last year was a blast. And I, I will keep plugging this after every, or during every podcast. So be ready for the pitch um, again next time. I, actually, I won't be on the next podcast because it is my 11th year anniversary. So I, I will Happy not be on the anniversary. I, I told, I told, um, Founding member Anthony Montero, I told him with plenty of time so that he can go ahead and request off. So there you go. Yes. All right, we we will have a we will have a co-founder of the Top of Thunder podcast uh, at the podcast or at the meetup, hopefully. So that would be yeah. cool. But um, fellas, uh, I've got a piece out because I'm already getting texts saying I lied because I went over <laughs> 40 minutes. Um, so to save my marriage before. Uh, so my marriage lasts to my 11th year. You got to make it. Yeah, you got to yeah. almost there, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. There's two more days. You can I'm, do it. I'm going to jump off here and I'm going to let you guys finish up. But uh, hope everybody has a great night. God bless you when you can. And as always, just kidding. We'll say that at the end. Better. Whoa, teaser. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So. All right. Let's be honest. Dylan didn't. Dylan just didn't want to be a part of this. He, he No, was, he didn't. being it. He's being He's a, a stinky boo-boo pants. A I want to just say, I just want to just say, and I, I'm with Dylan on this, and I think Dylan doesn't want to talk about it because he thinks it's like kind of a nothing thing. Well, let's, let's, set, it, let's set it up first. Let's set okay, what let's, happened yeah, today. Okay. okay, go ahead. Yeah. So today, you know, we finally got a trade. We were waiting for this trade all off season, you know, all during 
training camp and stuff like that. And finally got a trade that kind of, you know, cut the roster down a little bit more. Um, and so we traded Jeremiah Robinson Earl and the carcass that is Victor Oladipo uh, to Houston for, and this is how the Thunderwear are going to word it, we traded it for two second-round picks, a 2027 second-round pick from Houston via Minnesota and then a 2028 second-round pick from Houston via Milwaukee. The second part of that transaction is in return, including those two second-round picks, we got the contract or we got Kevin Porter Jr., the wife beater, the assaulter, which we, whom we immediately waived. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that is the trade that we did. Again, I want to hear from you. And so a couple of things beforehand. So a lot of people are asking, why couldn't Houston just go ahead and waive him? The reason Houston could not waive him is because they were like in a transactional purgatory with the NBA. Uh, the Ooh. NBA does not allow teams to dole out punishment slash cutting until they're done with their investigation and they've kind of spoken with the team to say what kind of punishment they're going to receive. And so they, the NBA was still in that process. Now, with that said, the problem with, with uh, KPJ's contract is that as you kept on going, there was going to be more guaranteed money for next year on his contract. So as of July 1st, it was $1 million guaranteed for next year's contract. As of the start of the season, which starts next Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, next right. Tuesday, he would have been guaranteed another $3 million. And so KPJ's contract would have been even more less desirable than it was right now because it would have been added, you would have added $4 million for next season guaranteed. Right. Right. Um, so that is the setup for this. Right. I Well, now I kind of want to know your take because it sounds like you're leaning a different way than I thought you were going to lean. No, no, no. So my take is, so here's my take. So in the end, the, the Thunder are still my team. Mm -hmm. In the end, I still think Sam Presti is the best GM in the league. Doesn't mean that I like every transaction that he does. It doesn't mean that I don't think that he sometimes sells his soul a little bit just to get some more assets. And so, yeah, anybody anybody could have done the Myers-Leonard deal and gotten, you know, was it two second-round picks or a second-round pick? Yeah, I forget, yeah. And there's a lot of teams that could have done this KPJ deal. You know, there's a mm -hmm. lot of teams that could have. Maybe they didn't want the headache. Maybe they didn't have the um, the, the matching salaries that they wanted to ship out. Uh, maybe they didn't have the cap space, whatever. We happen to have all those things, you know, pretty much in hand to go ahead and do that deal pretty quickly. Um, what I don't like about it is I don't like having this guy on our books. And then and look, it's not that big of a deal. He's not going to suit up for this team. This team is going to do the right thing. They're going to waive him immediately. He's going to get paid still, and he's going to get $1 million guaranteed next season. But I, I just don't like the the ickiness, I guess you would say, of having this guy on our books for whatever reason. You know, in, in five, 10 years, whenever we talk about like, whenever we're drafting a player and they talk about a player that maybe has 
a controversial background. Maybe he messed up in college. He got kicked off the team, but he has, you know, amazing talent. And they're like, yeah, you know, he's a great player, but he kind of reminds me a little bit of Kevin Porter Jr. And then you're going to have a whole bunch of people that go to Wikipedia and look at Kevin Porter Jr. And the last team that's going to be on there is Oklahoma City. And then they're going to be like, oh, crap, he beat his, you know, his girlfriend up and broke her, you know, broke her. I forgot what he broke, her chin or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, something bad. Something bad. And the thing is, like, here's the thing. Number one, I'm a father of four daughters. Like, something like that ever happens to one of my daughters, I'm going to jail for murder. Right. That's number one. Number two, I think um, men who beat women are pussies. You know? And here's the thing. I can go ahead and still like the team that they're on and not like the player. I can, I can separate that distinction. I'm not a huge fan of Adrian Peterson. You know, he beat his kids, so on and so forth. I'm not a huge fan of Joe Mixon. I know that situation is completely different. That girl hit him first, but man, you got to know a man's punch is a lot stronger than a female's punch. It's different. It's different. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not a fan of, any man that beats that put his, puts his hand on a woman. And I don't want those players associated with the Oklahoma, Oklahoma city thunder. Is it a big deal? No, it's not. He's going to go away into wherever the hell he's probably gonna go to jail for a little bit. You know, he's probably gonna plea out actually. Cause you know, he's got money. Um, it, it may even work out for the thunder where the morality clause, you know, if he gets convicted actually helps wipe off that 15 million and that 1 million off of our books. But still, why? You know, why Why did you have to do it? Like, it, it just feels like you kind of hoard yourself out for, for two second-round picks while in the process yeah. maybe fixing your, your, your roster crunch. But it just feels a little icky. Still love the Thunder. Right. Still love Sam Presti. Just feels, it feels like we didn't need it. Um, real quick follow-up to that I was going to ask. I don't think I ever we ever talked about the Myers Leonard deal was I'm assuming your thoughts. Well, I guess it was a different situation because it wasn't assault, but like it was still kind of a scumbag. So was yeah, yeah. was your was your thoughts the same like you didn't want him on our books because of I mean the, the again view? it just felt a little bit ugh, but okay. But that I just seemed, didn't I just I assumed that was the case. I just want to make sure. Yeah, and I mean that's you know, it's, I guess it's a little bit different in that nobody was different, harmed yeah. physically, you know, right. it's it it more of a, he said, you know, he said some words and that he shouldn't have said, um, yeah. but you know, nobody was harmed physically in that situation. So that's where okay. I kind of differ. That's where I kind of, you know, separate the yeah. line from those who. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So there's two, there's two like sides of this coin, I think. And I think they're both sides of the coin are correct i think what you're saying is correct i think like yes no like nobody in the in the entire world thinks kpj is a good person like nobody's nobody's making that argument nobody's like nobody's like debating it so i think i think what's first like the part that i disagree with with is that we're like bringing it up in the first place but but here's my official like i want to be more specific on that because i think it's fine I think it's fine if you just say, I disagree with this. That's fine. Even like you said, you still love the thunder. You're allowed to like make your opinion on it. But what I saw on Twitter that bugged me was when people made, there there are two things that bugged me. The first was when people made the comment about how they didn't like the trade, 
the first part that bugged me was everybody in the replies being like, well, you know, they released him, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, get over it, blah, blah, blah. That, and if you're upset by those comments, I think that's justified because like, that's implying that the original person saying, I don't like this was assuming that the Thunder were going to keep him. And in no way, shape or form were we ever going to keep him. It was no. clear as day. We said we were waving him in the announcement. So like, that's not, this is never a debate. This was never part of the debate. So why Agreed. are we arguing? That's, that's my first that's my first thing. But what also bugged me more than that was there were a group of people that, and this is where it's like, like internet stupid stuff. They would say, I don't like this. They would see all the comments saying like, hey, he's getting released, blah, blah, blah. And then they would come back over the top and be like, uh, they were like morally grandstand. And it was like, they were, they were like making these arguments to, to support their original claim of like, I don't like this because I don't like KPJ. I think he's a bad person. And it's just like, why are we even, why are we having this argument in the first place? Like, I think, I think the, what it boils down to for me is that we all know it's kind of crappy. We all know that. And we can let, so like, just say that and then just move on. Like there, there doesn't have to be anything else. Like you can have one opinion. My personal opinion is like, I, I don't really care because I'm, I'm kind of okay with that as long as they're releasing him. But that's just like my moral, like that's, that's like, I'm not in the same position as, as you as a father of four kids. I, I don't have the same, Very I don't true. have the same, like, so I'm like, I'm just like, I don't really care that much. I still think he's a crappy person. I don't, I'm not like, we're not supporting his decisions by saying we're okay with this trade. But the fact that we have to like come out and make that argument is stupid. Like we don't, we shouldn't have to say that. That's like, that's where I am. And so like, I just, I think it was, it was so much arguing over, over nothing because the argument was boiling down to like, a, whether you think KPJ is a good or bad person, which nobody, it was all on one side. And the mm. second was like, if you like the trade or not. And the second one of those, if you like the trade or not, it's fine to argue, but it should just, it should just begin and end with, I don't like this trade. I do like this trade. There's nothing past yeah. it. Like look, there's man, no look, argument. Look, if, if KPJ doesn't have the issues that he has, if, if you're just maybe doing like a salary dump type stuff and mm. you're trading, you know, Victor Oladipo, JRE for KPJ and two second round picks. You do that trade every day of the week, twice right. on Sunday. It's a great trade. You know, I just didn't like having his name attached to Oklahoma City. And more than likely, that'll be the last, you know, last team that he's associated with in the NBA. More than right. Likely. And I guess my my counterpoint to that is like I see what you're saying, but in my in my view of it, I'm just like, I just, I don't know how often the scenario of like, oh, let me Google Kevin Porter Jr. is going to come up very often. I think he's going to kind of just like, yeah, he's just going to go off into the, like the oblivion, kind of like how Myers Leonard did. Like we haven't really heard of him. No, since he's, then. Myers, he plays for the team that we played today. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. So, I mean, like he's, but he's, he's clearly like not, he's not what he was. He's not like in the same no, no, sort of new again, cycle. And so it's like, it's just, it's just like, yeah, that's, that's fine to that. That's a justified 
statement to make, but it just, it just, on my opinion, I'm like, I just, I don't really see that as like a, a long-term issue. Yeah. No, to but, you, it's just a transaction to you. Yeah. It's just a transaction to me, you know, with my, I guess, background with my, you know, what I, you know, what I have at stake, at least, you know, as far as my kids and stuff like that, it just, it just hit a little bit different. Like, again, I don't, I right, don't like, but, I don't like people. I, I don't like men who hit women. Um, and so right, but, somebody but like I, that on the team. Yeah. I want to be clear though, because this is where I think people are getting confused is like, it's not just a, it, it is a transaction. I know what he did. I am not in support of it. I would, I would, if I had a daughter, I would probably kill the person who did that to them too. Yeah. I'm not like, like, I think there's like this, this subtle undertone of like, if you're okay with the transaction, you're kind of okay with Kevin Porter Jr. And I think, no. I think it is possible to separate those two things. Like, I think you can say, I'm okay with the trade and I'm also not okay with what he did. And I don't like, like, I think that's the most important thing on my end that I want to emphasize because it's, it's not, but again, I just think like the whole talking about it in the first place mm -hmm. seemed just very unnecessary other than I don't like it or I do like it. But when I it del that. delve into like, uh, what you support, like what he did and you support like, like nobody, nobody that is like psychologically sane is going to say that they support that. Like we all can separate what he did mm -hmm. from the transaction that occurred today. Yeah, and man. the fact that we're like bleeding them together is where I had like a problem with the, yeah. the, I do or don't like the transaction. And like, the thing is like, you know, the, the monster that is social media, especially Twitter, right. you know, right. before Twitter, you could, you know, you could have a conversation on Twitter and you can have, you know, debates with people. Now it's like, you know, you put something well, out there and if you know, somebody does. doesn't agree with you, they, you know, they, they tweet you back and, and it's just like, it, it's just a mess. Like I was getting people that were saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy the thunder had the stones to do this. Like what? Like yeah. having the stones has not like, like, it's not, it, you know, it's not like Sam Presti was like, Let's make a statement. Let's trade for KPJ. Like, no, he wasn't doing that. You know, yeah. but you know, you get on you get on Twitter and you know, everybody has an opinion, everybody has a thing, which I mean I have an opinion also. Um, and so I don't know, it just bothered me a little bit. But at the same time, I get it. I a hundred percent get it. Um, good trade as far as what we got. Don't like the player that we got, and that's that. You know, I, I don't like the person that we got, not the player. I don't like the person that we got. I care less about it. I think it. the, yeah, I think the other like silver lining is what you mentioned earlier of like, well, if he, if nobody traded for him, he gets more money and you don't really want a guy like that to get more money. So like, even though we don't like this trade, he's getting like, because it happened now, as opposed to a week from now, he's one million dollars less rich so there's oh, also yeah. that and again like your argument yeah. is like anyone could have anyone could have made the trade right so yeah. like, at the end of the day that anybody could have had the stones to do it right yeah. but it, but at the end of the day now that it's happened we can at least look at that and be like well he's he doesn't have as much money to 
you know, post bail or do whatever he he ends up having to do to get out of jail. So, yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, yeah. hey, made a trade. I our, yeah. I think it's. I think it's black and white. It's like it's like you like the trade, don't like the trade, and everyone hates KBJ, and we'll just go on from there. So, just one last thing. I don't think we're done. I I honestly think, I honestly think, Jack White makes the roster. Oh, and Trey Mann gets traded. I was thinking about that at the end of the game today because Trey Mann just doesn't fit on this team. No, he doesn't, but he has, he has skills. He has talent, but he he doesn't fit on the team. NBA talent, but he needs to go to a place. He needs to go to a a developing team where he can get 25 minutes and not necessarily have to eat broccoli where he can just be fine with the Skittles and go ahead and put up 20 point quarters here and there. So, you know, from game, you know, one game to another and just develop his game that way. Maybe be like a, like an ultra scoring six man off the bench for somebody, you know, in the future. He almost seems like he's on the trajectory of, of campaign where campaign first mm. couple seasons struggled a little bit, um, was almost out of the league there, you know, af- after like his third year. But then he finally kind of found his footing in the league and he's developed into, you know, a good backup backup player and a good just a, a solid NBA vet, you know, in, in the league now. And so, you know, a guy that championship level teams are asking to come onto his team. You know, you had him in Phoenix with Chris Paul, you had him, you know, you have him in Milwaukee now. Um, and so I can see that trajectory for Trey Mann. So, but it won't be here. It has to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like it, it I want him cause I like his abilities. I just, yeah, I don't think he fits. Jack White actually showed pretty decent flashes at the end of the game. It was against like the C team, but it was still like, Oh, he's got some athleticism. He's there with all sorts of oops. So, um, definitely yeah, I mean, player. I definitely a thunder player, you know, the way he yeah. defends the way he, you know, moves around the court. Definitely yeah. a thunder player, I, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't really know if the thunder are actually going to do that, but I, it, I think I prefer that now, now that I've kind of had, a, had this Jack white game under my belt. You just needed one. Well, I mean, I've seen him in the other ones. It was just today. He got a few more minutes cause they were kind of benching everybody. And like uh, you could, his, his, his athleticism, and aggressiveness was a little more on display. Pops a little bit. So, and Trey Mann didn't have a really good game either. He was just, he was just couldn't control the ball very well. But again, like talent aside, it yeah, I just don't think he fits very well. So, um, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. We're gonna find out in, I guess, a week ish from now. Yeah, so. definitely. So yeah, so that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm pooped. Ready to go yeah. to call it quits. Me too. So the uh, the educator edition of uh, of this uh, podcast yeah. is <laughs> on a weekday night, exactly on, rare on a Tuesday night. Um, so as Dylan would say, hoop when you can, um, do some other stuff, smile, be nice to each other, and oh, as man. always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.